to Totalus Rankium. This week, Severus II. Welcome to Roman Emperor's Hotelus Rankium. I am Jamie. <laughs> that was enthusiastic. Yes, it was. <laughs> and I'm Rob, ranking all of the emperors from Augustus to Augustus, and this is episode 54, Ooh. Severus Two. Yes, and this time it's pointier. <laughs> beard. Oh, you think he's got a pointier beard than the pointy-bearded Severus? I, th- I hope so. He's got a forked beard, didn't he? He had two points on his beard. That's you don't get cool. much more pointy than that, beard-wise. I'm hoping for three or four points then. <laughs> Sort of a big spiky <laughs> thing. Yeah. Like Jack Frost. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we'll see when we get to Image Ophacious if he looks like Jack Frost. Okay, well, here we are, Severus II. Um, he's got a lot to live up to. Yeah. Because we have had four very high ranking emperors in a row, and his namesake was also very high ranking. That's true. How many Jenny Caesars have we had recently? How many Jenny Caesars have we had recently, Rob? <laughs> well, Jamie, um, we had Diocletian, yep. and then Maximian didn't get one. No. Constantius scraped one, and yeah. then Galerius got one. So yeah. three out of four of the original Tetrarchy. That's true, yeah. Not bad. Because Galerius brought Christianity to the Empire. <laughs> yes, he did. Well, he did. He legalised it. He yeah. said it's a religion. So he... What they put on his head to, um, stone, I believe. Yeah. yeah. I brought in Christiandom. Yes. That's what they called it back then. Yeah. So we're past the original Tetrarchs now. Diocletian, Maximian, Constantius and Galerius are done. We now go on to the second Tetrarchy. The next generation. Yes. <laughs> oh, you can just imagine who's playing them then. Ooh, okay. Yeah, who will Patrick I'll Stewart be? I'll tell you in the episode okay. when I know all the characters. I mean, real, real people. Right, well, these, um, obviously, we've come across them before. We have Severus. Yep. We have Constantine. Yep. We have Licinius. And we have Maximilian Dyer. And then we also have the usurper, Maxentius. So they're the next five episodes we're going to look at. Okay. Yes. But you will be shocked and appalled to know, although you shouldn't be surprised, that Severus doesn't last very long. Oh. As we've kind of already covered his entire reign twice already. Oh. I've kind of... I've tried to gloss over it so we at least had something to say today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, I, I can't remember anything. It will come back to you. It okay. will. You'll go, oh, it's him. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, you'll probably say that. It's probably yeah. a good thing you've forgotten, otherwise you would have been slightly more deflated at the start of this episode. I think. That's true. Yeah. So I'm all kind of eager at the moment. Well, you'll Let's be do it. eager to know that we're not going to rate him just yet. Oh. oh. <laughs> because if you remember, I said in Diocletian's episode... There's just too much to fit in here. We'll come back to some of these reforms later on when we've got some time. So, because there's a bit of spare time today, <laughs> we're going to have a look at Diocletian's Maximum Edict on Prices. Really? Yeah, don't get too excited. I'm not. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> this is actually more exciting than it sounds, honestly. It really is. Uh-huh. I enjoyed researching this. This was fun. Okay. You look very doubtful. I No, I'm... Thrilled. Open mind. Go yeah, on. let's do Open it. Mind. First of all, let's see what this is. Yeah. Right. Diocletian t- decided it was time to stamp out all the inflation that was running rampant. Yes. Obviously, the merchants were being greedy and charging too much. Yeah. That's how inflation works, apparently. And businesses work. Yeah, so Diocletian decided he'd sort it out. Why is everything so expensive, he thought. Oh, it's because the merchants are just charging too much. Let's sort that out. 
So he literally carved in stone and placed around the empire his maximum prices okay. edict. That's like when the Labour Party did their promises in big stone. Isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just as embarrassing as that, or oh, um, yeah. If you're not not from the UK, <laughs> we might need to explain that. During the last general election, in a desperate, desperate bid to try and gain some kind of attention. <laughs> Some people, who knows why, in the Labour Party thought it would be a good idea to literally carve in stone their manifesto promises. <laughs> it wasn't a small stone either, was no, it? No, it was like a 12 foot. Yeah, this was a big carve in stone. It was just asking to be made fun of. <laughs> when they came up with that idea, you just know there was one person in the room just, want, just desperately thinking, no. No, we can't do just, this. Just <laughs> face palm. Oh. But what I want to know is where is that massive stone now? I was thinking the same thing. I think it's in his... Uh, what was his name? Ed Middleband. I think it's in his, his living room. <laughs> yeah, On its side. <laughs> Push behind the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> just did his garden. He made a nice rockery out of it. <laughs> or just a rock. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Who knows? No one. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit like the um, when the Tories were in opposition in the yeah. 90s, equally as stupid. They put an actual kitchen table in their offices because it was meant to remind them that they just wanted kitchen table type policies. So something that families talk about over the table in the kitchen. And they actually put a table in their offices to remind them. Slightly less flashy that one, but equally as ridiculous. Anyway, let's move away from ridiculous modern English politics yeah. and uh, go back to the Romans. So Diocletian is putting up his massive stone. Pricing manifesto. Pricing manifesto, <laughs> yes. And it was essentially a list of goods that were sold and wages okay. and what is the maximum you can charge for them by law. Well, that's, that's quite good. And I can quote the start of it, introducing it. So it starts off saying something along the lines of everything's a bit messed up, isn't it? <laughs> And then I quote, We hasten, therefore, to apply the remedies long demanded by the situation, satisfied that no one can complain that our intervention with regulations is untimely or unnecessary, trivial or unimportant. I like that bit. None of you can say this isn't needed. Yeah. It really is needed. Really, <laughs> really it is. These measures are directed against the unscrupulous, who have perceived in our silence of so many years a lesson in restraint, but have been unwilling to imitate it. So, all yeah. these merchants, they're just greedy. And that's yeah. why inflation's happening. Hmm. Obviously, they're not quite understanding the causes of inflation. No, here. no. <laughs> Nothing to do with the valueless money at all. For who is so insensitive and so devoid of human feeling that he can be unaware or has not perceived that uncontrolled prices are widespread in the sales taking place in the markets and in the daily life of the cities? It is our pleasure that anyone who resists the measures of this statute shall be subject to a capital penalty for daring to do so. Ooh. So if you break this law, hmm. you are killed. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> they weren't messing around with us. No, they're really no. not. Yeah. Ooh. So let's have a look. And it is really interesting. So what we do essentially end up with is a list of stuff that we can look at. It says a lot of detail we mm. get that we don't usually get. We know how much things cost at exactly this time. 
It's like in the future, in like 2,000 years' time, when they dig up the Labour Manifesto, they'll know what was going on at the time. <laughs> going, what the... Oh, that's a good point. They will actually... That will survive thousands of years, that big yep. rock, won't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. For all eternity. <laughs> <laughs> all those promises that were not broken, at least they didn't break their promises. Didn't did have they? a chance. <laughs> they didn't have a chance. <laughs> right. Okay. On to the game. Ooh. The great game. Because, yeah, rather than just reading out of this, that's boring. I'm <gasps> going to see if you can tell me how much things were. I've made what? it a little bit easier than that. Okay. Just get, how much was a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to start with wages. Who do you think was paid best? You have multiple choice here. Oh, good. A muleteer. So, someone who... Fights mules. Fights mules, yeah. A sewage worker or a farm labourer. I would go a sewage worker because that's a very urgent, needed job. No. Farm worker. No. Oh, the person that fights rabid donkeys. No. It was a trick question. They oh. all get paid the same. They all get paid twenty-five denarii. I think every episode we've done, we've had to talk about money. You pronounce that in a different way. Denarii, denarii, denarii. <laughs> I think it's denarii. Yeah, that's fine. I've got to say denarii. Yeah, they all get paid twenty-five denarii a day. Oh, okay. Yes. That's not bad. So that's our base level. Yeah. Your, right. your typical average worker, manual labourer. Gets paid 20 25. Five, 25 a day. Okay. Three more jobs for you to judge now. A vet. Just clipping the hooves of a horse. Ooh. So just horse maintenance. <laughs> a horse MOT. Yes. And that is per animal. A barber. Per head. Or a cloakroom assistant in the baths. Per bather. So the cloakroom assistant may get tips. I'm guessing. Um... You know, I have no idea whether they had a tipping culture. Because it makes sense that, you know, you know, look after my coat, here's a little extra for you, so, you know, don't, not, don't, we are not in some way. <laughs> Just don't do anything weird, please. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. But this was the most that they could charge, officially. Okay. Um, I imagine the horse one's quite an important job, so I'll go by the horse. So you're going to say the horse one's the most. Yeah. Well done. The horse one is the most. But can you yes. guess how much they got paid? So remember, your farm labourer forty got twenty five a day. Oh, so per horse. Per horse. So it'd be less. Yeah. Perhaps less per horse. So ten per horse. Not bad. It's six denarii per right. horse. Your barber got two denarii per head, mm. and your cloakroom assistant also got two okay. per cloak. All right. Yeah. Okay. Next, you'll like this one. We're going into the world of teaching. Oh. <laughs> so, who got paid more, a teacher of arithmetic or a teacher of geometry? We could argue they're very similar things, because geometry needs maths. Geometry. Yes, well done. A teacher of arithmetic got 75 denarii per month. Oh, cool. But that was per boy. So how... Teach, oh, wow. Teach lots of boys, and um, over the month you'll get, you'll get a fair bit of money for that. 75 per boy per month. Mm. However, a, ge a geometry teacher got 200 per boy per month. Oh, wow. Considered far more advanced. I, I guess so, because it, it stems from that kind of the, the Grecian inspiration yes. there. And... Yeah, and this isn't just, is this a triangle? <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is like... This is our square. Trigonometry and like yeah. quite advanced stuff, Yeah, I'm guessing. 
Okay, so likewise, a teacher of shorthand or a teacher of literature is the same. You've got 75 to be a teacher of shorthand, just how do you write quickly. <laughs> but to teach literature, you've got 200 per boy per month. Wow. Yes. Okay, next one. Teacher of architecture or a teacher of public speaking? Public speaking, because that was used probably a lot more. Ah, well done. You got a hundred per boy per month to teach architecture. Nice. You got two hundred and fifty per boy per month to teach rhetoric. So if you're doing architecture, you've got to pay for like the little wooden blocks to practice on all the Lego. <laughs> yes, is that how they do it? Yeah. I'll just play with Lego. Way up. Well, you work way up, yeah. and you get given like little wooden blocks. Duplo. Without... Duplo. Yeah. That's that, what, no, that's, that's what you start down. With. That's what yeah. you start with. I was just thinking. Then wooden it was blocks. Yeah. And you get a um, Meccano. Yeah. Which I'm sure was around at the time. Yes, it was. And then you get a, a hammer and a chisel. <laughs> yeah. Off you go. <laughs> <laughs> you have fast. Right. So, a bit of comparison here. If you were just like the elementary level teacher, your basic level teacher, teaching just the, the young ones, basic writing and arithmetic. Oh, us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you were that, you would need to teach at least 10 boys a month to be getting the same as a sewage worker. Wow. But, in all probability, you'd be able to teach a lot more than that a month, so you'd be raking the cash in. Do you think they did it as in individually, or they had classes? They had um, classes, but not formalised, and they didn't have set-up schools. Yeah. The teachers taught wherever they could, so the teachers <laughs> might go into someone's home and just teach individually, or they'd just have a room in the back of a shop in the market okay. where children would come to you. And mm. you'd teach. There wasn't a formal set-up educational system. Although mm. there was a clear progression, you started off with reading and writing, yeah. basic stuff, but then you learnt how to discuss literature, how to speak, and geometry, and okay. yeah, then you would progress. So, yeah, interesting mm. stuff. Yeah. Right, you'd not be surprised to learn that lawyers were absolutely raking it in. Really? Yeah. Wow. To plead a case... Just one case, what do you think you got? 400. A thousand. Whoa! Yes. Wow. A thousand denario just to plead a case that lawyers were rolling in it. So, as you can imagine, if you were a farm labourer, a sewage worker, um, well, there is no chance. No. You're not going to be able to hire a lawyer. No. You're just not, you're not going to have enough money. Right. A baker, a wall painter, or a shipwright... Well, the boats weren't really... The, the Romans weren't known for their boating ability, were they? So no. go for baker, because it's a food thing. No, they were lowest paid. Oh. 50 denarii a day. Oh. So that's double your farm labourer. Hmm. Um, but yeah, 50 a day for a baker. A wall painter, 75. I could do that. I could do that. And this definitely isn't painting intricate details because just, that's a separate category where you get paid a yeah, lot more. It's just slapping on the whitewash. Yeah. Really? Wow, nice. I can't help but feel we are missing something here. That maybe it was doing basic frescoes rather than real detail. I'm not sure. It does seem strangely high, the uh, the wall painter. And then 60 denarii a day for a shipwright if the ship was seagoing. But if it was oh. only a riverboat, it dropped to 50. Yeah, mermaids. Exactly. Okay, so you've got your job. Yeah. I've decided you're a wall painter. Oh, thank you. That means you're getting your 75 a day. Nice. Which means you're, you're a cut above the rest. Oh, yeah. You're I'm doing all right. Strict. You're not, like, stupidly rich. No. 
But you're not also on scraping a living. No. You're comfortable. I've got disposable income. You have disposable income. So nice. what do you spend it on? Ah, oh, um, tomatoes, <laughs> orange carrots, yeah. and oranges. Okay, I can see a sort of theme there. Well, let's say that, first of all, you need to get clothed. That would help. It would help, otherwise... Although, no clothes, no mess. It's a lot of mess if you go to the market, though. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People will, will object. They definitely will. Right. They you, did. You need to buy some clothes. So you go to the market. Yeah. You weren't 75 denarii that day. Nice. You're going to splash out. Oh, yeah. You need a cheap shirt. Yeah. Or a soldier's tunic. Or an African cloak. Or a fancy cloak with a special trim dyed purple. <gasps> Can I purple? That's the Empress clothes. Uh, yeah. They got didn't they get that from crushing and grinding um shells? Yes, entire. Well done. How do you know that? I know lots of stuff. Yes you do. Oh yeah. 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 Very expensive, which I'm giving it away there slightly. It's yeah. Uh, yeah, it's worth its weight in gold, if not more so. So I'm gonna go with that one. You're gonna buy that with your seventy five denarii. No, are you? apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'll get myself a cheap shirt to paint in. Right, well, your cheap shirt would set you back 600 denarii. What? Yep. So... Like bog-standard sheet, just, just tied at the waist. Your normal shirt. 600? 600, yeah. That... No. But don't forget, your shirt has obviously been cut, it's been sewed, it's yeah. been... But that's that's 12 days of work. Okay. Just for a shirt. Is that 12 days? Well, that's 75 per day. Well, probably a bit less. You, know. <laughs> you just seem... I, was, I ran it down to 50 then. Oh, know. right. Okay. <laughs> you just seem that, so... Then I might be able to buy a hat afterwards as well. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> right. Your soldier's tunic. You can afford. Yes. That's only 75. Oh, dead on, though. Dead on. That's your whole day's wages gone. No eating that day. No, no eating. Oh, he's going to crack nuts, though. <laughs> His tunic, not the armour. Oh, damn it. Yeah, no, this is just a basic top. <sighs> right. And not a good one, either. Oh, dear. <laughs> no. <laughs> An African cloak. Import tax. That'd be a lot more expensive. <laughs> it is more expensive. Not as expensive as a shirt. Less cutting and sewing involved, I'm guessing. It's just a cloak. It's a one sheet. 500 yeah. denarii that would cost you. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Now, if you are saving up for that fancy cloak, I know I you've got your eye on it. I have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're going to be saving for a while. That is 10,000 denarii. Oh. Yeah. My goodness. So you're there, you've got your face pressed up against the window, staring at it. Not yeah. that they had shop windows, so just no. pressed up against the cloak until you're chased away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, been there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you got your cloak, and yes. you went home, and you didn't eat, and your wife didn't eat, and your children are starving. But you got... <laughs> but I look cool. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's not your cloak, even. It's no, your it's soldier's a tunic, a yeah. really rubbish basic tunic. Yeah. But you've got that, that yeah. day. Why have you got that for? I, 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 I no. It was on offer. Don't get paint on it. Oh, that's kind of why I bought it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, interestingly, there's lots of um, passages in ancient texts, talking about them renting their clothing and frustration when something really terrible happens. Renting so, with frustration? Yeah, so ripping what? their own clothing oh. to show how, how angry they were. I think they like like lending out to oh, somebody. No. Hey. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. weird. Things haven't got that bad. Really frustrated way. No, so they're, they're really <laughs> frustrated. They rip their own clothing. And the, this is why. Clothing was expensive. 
you don't mess about with your clothes. And that shows you how frustrated yes, you are. Yes, exactly. So you need some shoes now. Oh dear. Yes. Yeah. So you went to work the next day, you painted all day long. Don't forget, you're earning three times as much as yeah. your average farmer. Here. Wow. Yeah. So So I'm walking to the market, pulling the rocks from my feet. Going, yeah. Ah, but you've got your shoes. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you work all day, you go back to the market, you see some farm sandals, Ooh, some okay. running sandals, Ooh. or some double soled farm sandals. Ooh. How much I'll... are they gonna set you back? Ooh, a lot, I imagine. I'll go for the single-sold farm ones. They are the Two, cheapest. 200 No, you will be pleased to know. No. You can afford them right away. Oh, nice. They 60 50 50 Brilliant. 50 for your <gasps> simple farm sandals. And 25 left to buy a hat. But you can also... <laughs> you're lucky if you buy a hat for 25 oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Also, you could have got the running sandals. Oh, really? Which I'm guessing are the same as the farm sandals, but they've just... Little wings on the side. Yeah, painted some go faster stripes on them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, running sandals, 60 denarii. You okay. can't quite buy the double-soled farm sandals. Well, I don't want anything flashy. They're 80. Ooh. But it might be worth waiting until tomorrow, yeah. because they're going to last a lot longer, aren't they? Then that's two pairs. If I buy the cheaper pair, I can buy the other pair tomorrow. Oh, you could do, couldn't you? Yeah. yeah. Sunday best. Okay, right. You're decked out now. You've got a cheap tunic, and you've got some... Did you go for the running sandals? No, with the cheap ones. Cheap sandals. Um, you don't have anything on your lower half. I was going to say, it's a bit breezy. <laughs> well, I don't have a list for that. So um, let's just say you you managed to grab a sheet from somewhere and wrap it around yourself. Yes. <laughs> for modesty. <laughs> right, your wife and your child are now getting quite hungry. Y- yeah. Because <laughs> you keep going to the market, <laughs> spending all your wages on clothes. Yeah. So it's time to actually buy some food. Now, these are measured... These are measured in military modice, modi, modi, modius. Anyway, it's yeah. about 13 kilograms. That's a lot. Yeah, these are quite big. Now, I'm rubbish with weight. I never weigh things. I don't look at weight well, A things. bag of sugar is a kilogram. Yeah, so or I decided. Pound? Well, this is what I did. I thought, well, what is that? So I did a little bit of research. For those sports fans out there, this is the equivalent of 21 basketballs. Uh, yeah, because one basket was pretty heavy. I mean, it's not you know can't half pick it a up, kilogram. But... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is also about the same weight as a two-year-old. Oh, yeah. So when we get onto the meat part, you can just yeah. imagine a two-year-old's worth of that Ooh. meat. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. um, or four bricks, if you're more into your bricks. Four bricks. Yeah. Apparently, no, so. be heavier. Uh, I did some research. As in, I typed it into Google. <laughs> oh. I, I love the idea of you just going into your garden. Well, some um, bricks on your kitchen scale. My my partner's sister's just given birth. Oh, that's no good. That's a newborn baby. Um, I don't know any two-year-olds. Wait a year and a half. My nephew's one-year-old. There you go. I'll wait a year. And right. I'll put them on some scales. So tune like, in at the end of this series and we'll find yeah, out. Yeah, actual scales, like two sides. Yeah. And I'll put four bricks on the other side. See if it balances out. Yeah. If not, he's either really fat or underweight. Yeah. Okay, so you're in the market. Yeah. Your basic stodge stuff. Yeah. You need to pad out your meals. Right. Because at the moment you're eating nothing. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you go for? You're on a budget. Wheat, barley or rice? Rice would be more expensive, I feel. Okay. It's more of a specialist item at the time. Yeah. Um, I would go for wheat. It's more useful. You can grind it to make your own bread. Ah, uh, but you're on a budget. Ah, barley. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, to get 21 basketballs worth of wheat, <laughs> it's going to put you back 100 denarii. Mm. To get the same amount of barley, 60, 
and the same in rice, 200. Wow. Yes, rice, expensive, as you said. Mm. You can also buy some panic grass. Uh, is that <laughs> cannabis? <laughs> it's really paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did have to look this up. It's um, it's a type of grass that grows things that you can grind up and make stuff out of. It's right. type of wheat, but it's not very good. Right. Uh, so, but this is nice and cheap. This is only 50 denarii, yeah. so you might want to go for some of that. Yeah, maybe. Okay. You're feeling, um, you're, you're feeling extravagant, though, so you're going to get some meat today. Now, this is sold in old Italian pounds. So this is the equivalent to roughly of 300 grams, or for, again, for some perspective here, that's about two large hamsters. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, because a three hundred grams not a lot, is it? No, it's not no. a lot of this. So you're going to get two hamsters worth of pork, beef, or river fish. River fish. Oh, river fish is twelve denarii per fish. Per two. Oh, hamsters. per two. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which might be about a fish if it's a large yeah. fish, I suppose. I, 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 I guess know. I'd I'd see beef as more expensive. However. I don't know, because the farmland and stuff. We but see, you get more out of a cow, don't you? We tend to see beef as more expensive nowadays because it's seen generally as a superior meat. Although I don't personally agree. It's generally tasteless, though. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of beef. Lamb, oh yeah. But I know a lot of people are. But back then, we theorised... I say we theorised as if I sat around at a table. And... <laughs> no, I read someone theorising. <laughs> theorising? Theorising. Hypothesising. Hypothesising, that's better. Um, that this beef just means those old oxen that were yeah. no longer pulling the carts because they dropped down dead have been hacked up. And that <laughs> really tough, gristly stuff is yeah. being sold. Because this is only eight denarii Fair per enough. two hamsters worth. No, you get quite a lot then. Yeah. yeah. Um, and pork, 12 again. Yeah. Yeah, so um, lamb also 12. Um, that makes, that makes sense because yeah, all the working animals you can get, you would probably get a donkey as well. Yes, unfortunately, despite the uh, two hamster measurement, I couldn't find hamsters on the list. Oh, oh yeah. that's a shame. Which is a shame. So convenient. Oysters. Ooh, is that for Valentine's Day? Yes. I imagine. Well, I, I guess they're quite hard to get. Well, you're living oh, it's in seafood, Italy. It's a sea, yeah. Um, but they're not that. I don't know. Um, you want to impress the wife? She's not eaten for a week, but Valentine's <laughs> Day is coming up, like you pointed out. So. Uh, eight. Eight per oyster. Per, per oyster. Oh, that's cheaper than you thought. It's one denarii really? per oyster. Wow, that is cheap. Yes. Although on the list, it's listed as 100 oysters, 100 denarii. Yeah. yeah. Where'd you keep them? That's a lot. Um, in your oyster tank. Okay, so you buy them fresh. I don't know. I'm not sure. I know they were big into their oysters. I imagine they bought a lot of dried meat as well. Or, or you know, what's that word called? Dried um, sausage, perhaps. Oh, how much is that? Because that's what's next. Yes! Okay. You, you're fed up of eating panic rice and chewy oxen. Yeah. You came into a bit of a windfall because the house you were painting, they left the door unlocked and you went in and you stole some cash. Yeah, as you do. As you do. So you're feeling a bit flush. So you decide you're going to buy some sausage, some chicken, or some pheasant. Ooh. You've got money to burn today, I've decided, so you're not looking for the cheapest. What are you going to go for? Oh, the, actually, the most the most expensive? Yeah. See, nowadays it'd be pheasant, wouldn't it? Yeah. But I'm actually probably going to... Do they have many chickens by then? When was a chicken invented? 1942, I think. Ah, okay, so no chicken then. It was during the war, I know that. Yeah. Uh, 
So, um, what's that, the egg? <laughs> really bad philosophy joke. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no. Apparently scientists worked out the egg came first because you need the protein of the chicken to make the shell. Actually, it has to be chicken protein, so we know now. There we go. Chicken came first. Wonderful. But what made that chicken? Proto-chicken. Ooh. Yes. With teeth and claws. Um, sausage. It's cured. So it's more of the process, probably more expensive. No, sausage you could have got yesterday. Oh, really? you were still quite poor and you hadn't stolen. Oh, it's got a lot yeah. of sausage. Between 10 and 16 denarii for sausage, okay. depending on the quality. The many um, Chicken, around 60 denarii for two hamsters worth. So like a, a breast. Very expensive chicken. Yeah. Not cheap at all, but not as expensive as the pheasant. 125 to 250 denarii. Wow. For two hamsters worth of pheasant. That's that's a lot. Considering you're only getting 75 a day. Yeah, that's no way. Let's not forget, by the way, you're about to be evicted from your home because you're buying oh. all this stuff and you're not paying the <laughs> rent anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, about that. Yeah. My ch- child and wife are naked because I yeah. buy them clothes. <laughs> not myself, though. Yeah. Okay, right. But you're fed now, so you're not yeah. starving. Now the important stuff. Alcohol. Alcohol. Yes. How much for a pint? Slightly more, actually, than a pint, but close enough. So I've just rounded to a pint. There are three types of beer. Okay. Apparently available at this time. Wheat beer, barley beer. Gallic beer, Pannonian beer, and Egyptian beer. Well, apparently a beer originated in Egypt. Well, I think it's disputed very much so, but one of the places hypothesised it came from was Egypt. There's evidence to, to suggest that. Okay. Because they had some sort of porridge mash, which we made from uh, wheat. It's like a, a slave food. Oh, and if right. you've got it in a big watery container, yeast falls on it, it can sort of ferment, I guess. Some slaves realised that their porridge today was disgusting, but made them feel so much happier. Yeah, a load of work done. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, that's a nice fact, but it's not yeah. helping you decide which beer to buy. Why, You're poor again now, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, you spent all that money on pheasants. So. Well, Egyptian, again, import tax. Um, Pannonian, no, I'll go for Gallic beer. You're going to go for Gallic beer? Gallic beer will set you back four denarii a pint. That's not too bad. Not too bad compared to some of the food. Gallic beer is exactly the same cost, and Egyptian beer, half the price. Oh, really? Yes, only two denarii a pint. Oh, damn. Yes. Now, this beer, like you say, it's not like today's beer. There's no hops for a start. It would have tasted very different. It's like a porridgey, oaty mess. Yeah, yeah. So, in theory, you can buy 37 pints a day, you'll be pleased to know. Yay! I did some working out. I spent a bit more time doing some mathematical stuff in this section. (laughs) Because I then wondered, right, so if back in Roman days, you could, in theory, if you were, let's say, comfortable... In your profession, you can, in theory, buy 37 pints. How many could you buy today on a day's wage, I thought? So I got the average pay in the country. Yeah. But I'm using that and using the average price of a carling. Whereabouts, though? Oh, I have average number. Yeah, yeah. In theory, you could buy 46 pints of carling with one day's wages using the average wage. Average wage for average carling. Yeah. If you went to a supermarket. Yeah, okay. If you went to a pub, you could get about 25 pints. Apparently so. So, we take the mean of that. We're about the same as the Roman times. Yeah. If you just want to blow all your money on pints of beer, it's about the same today as it was then. But you would die. 
because <laughs> yes, you were not from alcohol poisoning. Well, maybe that or from starvation you, because you got no money left. But water poisoning as well. You, you, your brain would drown. Oh yeah, which well, yeah, just don't do it. Basically, Totalis Rankium does not advise that you spend all of your wages on carling. Drink responsibly. Totalis Rankium doesn't advise that you spend any of your wages on carling. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not. Like something nice. <laughs> yes. Right. This skyrockets with wine. Oh, I can imagine. Yes. Now, wine if, is awesome. If beer's roughly the same now as it was then, mm. oh, it's very different with wine. But I guess with wine, though, you, you've got to pay for to get it made, and it takes longer to, to mature. Ah, interesting you say that, but I won't ruin it, so just oh, hold, you hold that thought. Wrong, you? Hold that thought. All right, I'm holding it. Yeah, good. Right. Three types of Italian wine, and they're all the same per pint. Red, white, and pink. Yes. <laughs> no, they are just three different types, quite in different areas. Okay. A whopping 30 denarii per pint. Wow. Out of a yes. pint of wine. <laughs> yes. So you can have, for your whole day's labour, two yeah. and a half pints of wine. Oh, that's, that's not bad. <laughs> you tempted. <laughs> that's over a bottle. Well, again, I thought, well, that, how's that compared to today? And again, by doing some rough calculations, you could get, if you're on the average wage in this country, seven pints of wine a day. But the trouble is, with, with wine, though, the price fluctuates far more than it is for beer in modern day. You, you can buy wine for like four quid, or you can buy wine for 30 quid in a I, supermarket. I went for £12 for a bottle okay. of wine, fair thinking enough. that's a fairly average. Although, to be fair, you could go to a supermarket and get something on offer for seven, or you could go into a pub or a restaurant and spend anywhere a million. up to a million pounds. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So there we go. The fact is... It was very expensive for wine, hmm. but it was their drink of choice. Now, this is why I said hold that thought. Aged wine or new wine? Well, aged wine, you've got to pay for the premises to like age, so that's going to add on to the cost. Mm -hmm. So I'd probably go for a new wine. Aged wine costs 24 denarii. New wine costs 30. Wow. New wine is more expensive. They hadn't realised that you can mature wine to make it better. So aged wine literally meant wine that has been left for a bit. Oh, <laughs> left in the open, <laughs> yeah. in a jar. It just meant vinegary wine. Ugh. And in fact, that's the best quality aged wine, because that drops down to 16 denarii. Oh, okay. Yeah. Alright. Okay, so there we go. That's oh. uh, that's the interesting stuff I found out about the Edict on Maximum Prices. That's interesting. It gives you a, a sense of what life was like back yeah. then. I and what your average person could afford. Yeah. Now, don't forget, you were on 75 a day. Most people would have been on around 25 a day, and that was their maximum wage. Wow. That does not in any way suggest that that's how much people were paid. And we also know that those prices for mm. things were the very lowest that you would actually be able yeah. to get it for. And in fact, the price edicts falls apart. So you can see why people were struggling. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, I, also, it's like, um, I read something where it's only in the last 30 years that people have, like, average, everyday people have had more of a disposable income. Within the last 30 years, people have now money they can literally waste on stuff. And that explains why people, like, had a carrot peeler. And it would last them like 50 years. But now oh, yes, yeah. Was... You didn't waste anything. Also in industrialisation, I guess, as well. Yeah, it's a bit yeah. cheaper items. Lots of factors. But yeah, yeah. It's a very different world it's now, interesting. isn't it? Yeah. It is. But even as much as 30 years ago, it's, it's Yeah, yeah, people. definitely. I agree, even though I wasn't alive then. In the 80s, you're, you're 32. Two? Yeah. Okay, it's not quite... Working. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> what else? What else? Right. <laughs> So, what went wrong? 
this maximum edict on prices did not work. No. This, I keep calling it the maximum edict. This edict on maximum prices did not work. No. No. The things being continuously bought and sold literally everywhere in the empire was just impossible to enforce. It didn't help that the people you would have to report to were very invested in the trade. So, for example, you've gone down to the market to buy your Egyptian beer. Yeah. Yeah. You, you just fancy a couple before going home. What's the problem with that? Take the edge off. Take the edge off, yeah. You've got two denarii rattling around in your pocket, so you know you can afford your beer that day. Yeah. But shock horror, the merchant... <laughs> charges you one extra denarii. What? That is above the maximum price. That merchant should be killed, according to law. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So who do you report to? Is he, is he doing a deposit on the, the glass or something? No, no, no. He's just He's saying... just being a, an idiot. Yeah. I'd report him to the... Yeah, if I do that, I won't be able to go back, because the guy that gives me beer is not there anymore. <laughs> well, <laughs> that possibly, but that's not really the problem. The, the real problem is who you report to will essentially pe- be the people who are in charge of the trade in the region. Are they really far away? Well, let's say you're in Pannonia, and right. you're trying to buy something. Well, who do you complain to? Essentially, the governor of Pannonia. Okay, it might be lower rung. Yeah. But you go to the governor or the people who work for the government of that region. They are the rich people. The rich people are the people who control the trade. They're not going to be too fussed if the merchants are charging more because the merchants are working for them. That's true. Yeah. The people who were meant to supervise this were actually actually stood to gain from this not working. Ah. So it very quickly fell apart. It just didn't work. Can we take Diocletian down a few points then for... Well, he screwed me out of a beer. <laughs> to be fair, he attempted something that didn't work. He didn't make anything worse. This no. was an attempt to change things. Yeah, it's like a yeah. policy change, but it's yeah. a U-turn that. Yeah, it was, they just did not understand the economics. Because, I mean, who does? <laughs> <laughs> True. Unless you've studied economics. It's very complicated stuff, isn't it? Even then. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so, Lactentious our bias source, did not look kindly on this edict. And I quote, He also, when by various extortions had made all things exceedingly dear, attempted by an ordinance to limit their prices. So Lactentius just blames Diocletian for the inflation in the first place. But what? It's been on for years. Yeah, but it's Lactentius and he hates Diocletian. Then much blood was shed for the various trifles... Men were afraid to expose or to sail, and the scarcity became more excessive and grievous than ever, until in the end the ordinance, after having proved destructive to multitudes, was from mere necessity repealed. Who made the trifles? <laughs> I don't know, I'm not sure how much they guessed. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, it just didn't seem to do very well. It no. soon became apparent that it was just an open secret, that the government <laughs> could not enforce this, so you know what, just charge what you want. Yeah. 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 Didn't take long for people to realise no one's being executed over this. Do you think if they dropped the prices, it would have helped? They... Being an economic expert. Uh, well, yeah, we we'll start. I'm not. And the other thing is, well, no, they couldn't because those merchants needed to eat. But if they dropped the price of everything, like the like prices they... weren't set at that high, they'd drop them even more. Oh, that that is already a huge drop. Oh, oh. Everything really? in real life was far, far more expensive. Oh, than wow. That. Okay. That's them trying to drop everything back down. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's exactly Diocletian's plan, what you just said. Yeah. Well, let's just drop everything and have just clean slate. Yeah. This doesn't work because you've got all this stock that you paid hundreds of denarii for, <laughs> and all of a sudden you're being told the most you can charge for it is 10 denarii. Well, that's it. You're bust. 
Yeah, good point. It just doesn't work. So it fell apart. Yeah. And the economy is still a mess. But let's see if Severus II can fix it. Because it's his episode, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I did think about doing that at the end, but you know what? I thought, let's let's wait this week. Let's mix it up. Let's mix it up. Let's do it at the start. So if, you, if you're only here for the Severus bit, skip to this part in the episode. Is that helpful? I think that's helpful, isn't it? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, right. Okay. So, Severus, he was born in northern Illyria. We don't know when, but it was probably around the same time as Galerius, so 260-ish. Okay. We don't know who his parents were. Oh. Which is a shame. No, Presumably he did. But Maybe. Yeah. Never know. Well, we don't know, do we? No. No, we can speculate all we want on that one. Brilliant. He was <laughs> raised by cows. Cows, okay. Yep. We do know that he joined the army at some point, and he rose his way through the ranks. See, I love the way it diverges with that. Every episode is different with that, yeah. and I like that. Yeah, it's always different. Every it will start different. to become different soon. We have, okay. we, remember, all of these are people who rose through Aurelian. Yes. So we're, we're seeing yes. that generation. So by the rise of Diocletian, Severus seems to have become firm friends with Galerius, so much so that he was chosen by Galerius to become Caesar in 305, when Galerius managed to convince Diocletian that he should choose the Caesars. So I remember that. Yes. So <laughs> I've chosen him. Okay. Yeah, I've chosen him. That's a bad choice. Well, I've already sent him to Maximian, so <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. He travelled to the west and he went through the ceremony. Maximian performed this ceremony despite the fact he was not happy with his own retirement and he was not happy his son had, not, had been swept aside. Do you think when he put the crown or something on him, he just did it really forcefully? Yeah, just like, <coughs> hammered it down. Wedge it on. <laughs> ow, yeah. ow, ow, I think it's on Maximian. <laughs> yeah. uh, not that they wore crowns, but never mind. No. Purple cloak, maybe. Tied it up really tight yeah. around <laughs> the neck. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. However, things were not all easy for the new Caesar. We could have from the records that the West had become increasingly Western. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, we don't want that. Oh, all that means is um, Maximian's Praetorian prefects, when he first started, were people he knew um, yeah. from the army, and the army at that time was mainly based around the Danube area. Yeah. But as time went on, more and more actual Romans and Italians were becoming his Praetorian prefects. So Maximian mm. had established himself in the West by this point, yeah. and could choose from amongst them. So when Severus comes along, he doesn't know anyone who's in the system. He brings along his own men. Ooh. So he's got a retinue of people that have no connections to all the higher people in offices. Oh dear. One of these men was named Licinius. Heard of him? Yes, he will have his episode, so just keep a vague eye on him for now. Severus might have been Galerius's man, but Constantius still held the power in the West. Yes. Constantius is now senior Augustus. Which is weird because he had he was like an island unto himself in a way, wasn't he? Yes, he was, because Galerius was um supported by Severus and Maximilian Dyer. Yeah. So Constantius was on his own, but he knew everyone in the West and Severus didn't. So Constantius mm. did have a bit of an advantage against Severus, True. but in general was looking shaky. Yeah. Quite literally because he then got ill and died. <laughs> Yeah, yeah a bit of crimping your day, wouldn't it? <laughs> it really does, yeah. So Severus probably would have just been 
settling into the role, unpacking yep. his stuff at the time, and he hears that Constantius has died. Right. Oh, no. Oh, oh, that's such a shame. I'm really sad. But, however, he was sad when he hears that Constantine has declared himself emperor. <laughs> yeah. Severus must have thought, uh, what? <laughs> Who? I'm I'm Caesar. Surely me. Surely I should be Augustus. Yeah. You know I've done all this stuff. I've I've got my shirts out. Yeah. They cost six hundred denarii a piece. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know bought that, that fancy one as well. Ten thousand denarii. Yeah, Ten thousand. Wow. I've unpacked that. Surely I've I should a, be. Got a payday loan for that. <laughs> got two hamsters for some reason. So, as covered last week, Galerius was not happy, but he managed to compromise with Constantine. Constantine would enter the Tetrarchy, but only as Caesar. So that did leave a space for an Augustus, and it was Severus's lucky day. Yay! He was promoted to Augustus. He was now fully in charge of the West. So he now needed to pack up all his hamsters and his clothes again, and go to Milan, the seat for the Augustus of the West. Yeah. Unfortunately for Severus, being in charge of the West included Rome. They don't seem to like Rome at the moment, do they? They don't like Rome at the moment, and Rome don't like them. Rome are very Ooh. unhappy at this time, because Diocletian just stormed off in a huff. Yeah. They're no longer getting any triumphs, no one cares about them. Diocletian said something not long ago along the lines of, Oh, you know how Italy has never paid any tax in all of Rome's history? Well, now you need to pay tax. Yeah. So the Romans, not happy about No. Ooh, when I say Romans, the Roman Romans. Yeah. Yes. Not very happy. So they decide to throw their support behind Maximian's son, Maxentius. Oh dear. And Maxentius declares himself emperor. Didn't they learn that just... <sighs> just declaring yourself emperor either gets you killed or it destroys the empire. Or it makes you emperor. Or it makes you emperor, as it's a bit of a gamble. On many yeah, it's a bit of a gamble, yeah, it's isn't a it? It's a dice throw. It is. Yeah. So, Severus, probably still unpacking, received a letter from Galerius. Mm. You have to go and take back Rome. We can't have this. So Severus orders his troops to assemble. I say his troops. <laughs> the troops. The troops being the troops that have been working for Maximian uh... for the last twenty years. Oh. Yeah, so he lines them all up for parade, he inspects the troops, he notices quite a few of them are wearing I Heart Maximian t-shirts, but he, <laughs> he sort of lets that go. <laughs> Uniform infringement a little bit, but yeah, he's new to the job. As long as you've got a yeah. shot point, you saw it, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Right. So he sets off towards the capital with his soldiers. <laughs> yes. And I quote given here, in the full confidence that, by his unexpected celerity, he should easily suppress the tumult of an unwarlike populace commanded by a licentious youth. Severus is full of confidence. Oh, that was that was a, a little pun on his name there, wasn't it? Licinius. No, no, we're talking about Maximus here. Damn it! Damn it! So You're close. Be so clever. So clever. Oh, okay. No, so Severus is heading towards Maxentius in Rome. Severus is confident. Who is Maxentius, really? And Rome, well, they, they're not going to put up a fight, are they? It's just full of an unwarlike populace. With a massive wall. Yeah, it's got a bit of a wall around it. And a it. pyramid, though. It's, it's got, got a pyramid, so it's fine. Got a ramp. However, bad news soon reaches him. <laughs> Maxentius has convinced his father, Maximian, to join yeah. the fight. I remember this, yeah. Maximian, as I pointed out, commanded the army that Severus is now leading. Oh, yes. And had done for the last 20 years. It's all coming back to me now. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, dear. So all the soldiers consider Maximian their true commander. 
So once Severus gets to Rome, he saw that the city was shut tight behind the walls that Aurelian had built, and which Maxentius had been busy improving. <laughs> so they're now a bit taller, a bit thicker. I'd like to think maybe he put up a, a slippery when wet danger sign by the pyramid. Oh, I like it. So no one dared climb up it. Yeah, even yeah. though it's very obviously fine, he's like, well, yeah. don't want to risk it. No, health and safety. Yeah. Yeah. So, they're sat outside the city. The walls were full of armed men, and they probably shouted out taunts towards them. They were probably a bit mean. Your mom. Yeah. I was more thinking Monty Python, kind of. Oh, yeah. yeah. Go yeah. away. <laughs> Go away. You fart in your general direction. Severus realised that all he had done was essentially deliver an army to his enemy. When do you think he realised that? <laughs> <laughs> probably when he woke up. And he was all alone. (laughs) (laughs) Men deserted in droves. First to go was a cohort of African troops. Possibly due to bribes, but more probably due to the fact that they just preferred Maximian and Maxentius. The Praetorian prefect of Severus at this time, a man named Anullius, was with Severus outside the city, but soon decided to throw his lot in with the Maxes. Oh dear. So Anullius simply put an order out that the troops desert. All of them. And they did? And they did. I just like the idea of it. Like he wakes up in the morning on a bed in his tent's gone. Everything's gone. <laughs> Opens up and it's just a sky above him. Yeah. There's a few holes in the ground from where the posts were for the tent and everything and a few charred parts where fires were made and stuff. And he's completely on his own. Yeah. Just like, oh. Um. Looks over at the city. Yeah. All his ex-soldiers lined up. Waving. <laughs> Severus! <laughs> so Severus decides there's only one way to end this. Yes. With honour, with bravery. Yeah. There's only one thing left to do. Yeah. And that's run away. <laughs> he is going to run away to Ravenna. Yes. Ravenna. We've not mentioned Ravenna before. Or we might have done in passing. But Ravenna's going to become very important in the future. Okay. And because this episode's quite short, let's just have a quick idea of where Ravenna is and what's going on with it. So Ravenna's a very old city. It predates the Romans, believed to be an old Etruscan city. Okay. The site of the city was on marshland, on a lagoon. Oh. Hard to build your foundations. Is it a floating city? It is a floating is city. It, oh, is it Venice? They, it's not Venice, no, but it's very, very similar. It's built okay. in the same kind of area and very similar. I thought it was just a building or two. This is modern-day no. Venice! Unfortunately not, it's no, not. No. But yes, you're along the right lines okay. here. The houses were built on stilts in small islands of about 20. Cork stilts. So this, if you're a Tolkien fan, this is very mm. much sort of Lake Town. Yeah, Lake Town, yeah. Yeah. Only instead of a nice clear lake, it was just horrible, swampy <laughs> poo. Yeah. A few crocodiles. <laughs> yes. So, as you can imagine, this kind of terrain really helps to defend yeah. against attackers. Ravenna was pretty much left alone because of this during the rise of the Roman Republic. And it first comes to light when Julius Caesar stayed there just before he crossed the Rubicon. That will mean something to you after next week's special episode. Don't worry. Oh, okay. Yes. A special episode, you say? Oh, yes, I Tell do. me more later on. Oh, I will. Yes. Um, it was close enough to the sea for Augustus to found a harbour there to fight against pirates. 
Yar. So the city starts to grow because there's now some trade coming through the harbour. Nice. When we get to Trajan's time, Trajan built a massive aqueduct to get some water to them. Yeah. So <laughs> Drink! <laughs> They'll Thank make you. thirsty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so the city grows again. During Marcus Aurelius's rule, the city's Germanic settlers revolted. So Marcus Aurelius banished them all. Oh. So by the time we get to Severus, it's now a large city by ancient standards. Yeah. It's no longer huts on stilts, but a full city with walls. But the marshes and the lagoons are still completely surrounding it. Yeah. And this made it almost impossible to to attack. Nice. Because how do you usually get over walls back in those days? Ladders. Ladders. Well, you can't run with ladders towards the walls because there's marshes in the way. <laughs> you can't take your siege engines to the walls no. because there are marshes in the way. You need, you need more surface area. Yeah. Ladders don't have much surface Well, exactly. The worst of all, rather than it just being tough terrain, soldiers would run through it, they'd put their feet in, then it would make that sucking noise. <gasps> their feet would Ooh. come up and their, their double-soled sandals were gone. Oh, they cost how much? I think it was a lot. 60 denarii. Yeah. That is, that's Goodness a lot. Yeah. yeah. And you don't want to lose almost a day's wages just on... <laughs> oh. A lot of fashion-conscious soldiers. No, I'll get in there. <laughs> get these are these sandals. sold, don't you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. So, that's where he's run to. Severus was behind these walls, and Maximian followed him, but realised he couldn't get at Severus. So Maximian then did something very clever. Put a soldier in a... Catapult. Catapult, yeah. And just send Jeff. him in. Yeah. Well, go, Jeff. <laughs> Doing. Fortunately for Jeff, even though the they couldn't attack the city, they could yeah. send envoys in. Oh, that's okay. So, yeah, Jeff got to just walk through the swamp, probably. I, I, I think he tried that first, though. Jeff yeah. just, like, stuck on the side of the wall. <laughs> Sliding down. <laughs> However it happens, Maximian yeah. got some envoys right. in. I quote Gibbon here, With an art more suitable to the character of Diocletian than his own, he directed his attack not so much at the walls of Ravenna, but against the mind of Severus himself. Oh, is it a riddle? <laughs> I have 40 of me, and on Tuesdays I'm green. <laughs> so well, where am I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Jeff was sent in, and let Severus know that Maximian would spare his life if he gave up. Jeff also convinced Severus that there was a plot in the city to open the gates, and if that happened, Severus would be on the losing side and just be instantly killed. But if he deserted and went over to Maximian voluntarily, he would be seen as a hero supporting the just course of Maxentius and Rome. You look doubtful. <laughs> I think he'd give up and be killed. In March 307, he surrenders. Ah. But what happens? We have two options. Yes. Either. Severus was received with humanity and respect. <laughs> However, Maximian soon informed him that when he said he would be treated fairly, what he meant was he would let Severus choose the manner of his death. Okay. Severus, seeing the writing on the wall, chose to open his own veins. I guess that's the, the nicest way to die. You haven't got many options you sort of back then, have you? go to sleep through lack of brain pressure. And... Yeah, I mean, it's not pleasant, but... No. There were worse ways back then. Oh, yes. Yes, there are. So I quote Lactentius here, He was compelled to open his veins, and in that gentle manner he expired. See? Gentle. Gentle. <laughs> Bl splurting out for his <laughs> ah! The blood! <laughs> Screaming in pain. around, yeah. As the knife being dragged through his wrists. Yeah. Yeah. Gentle-ish. 
Right, option two. Maximian mm. receives Severus, then travels with him to Rome. It's his prisoner, he promised that he would stay, keep him alive, and Maximian's a man of his word. However, his son, Maxentius, sends a group of men out with orders. These <laughs> men meet Maximian just outside Rome, in a growing town with a postal office in it. Yes, shocking. This postal office has a cell. Now, as I've said before, you didn't get many prison cells back in no. ancient times, but this one had one. So, just to keep him safe and make sure he didn't run off, Maximian <laughs> put him in the cell. It's for your own safety. Yes. It's Don't you, worry. Not us. There won't be a group of sinister men come down here shortly and kill yeah, you. Fine. Honest. Yeah. Then a group of sinister men went down <laughs> <laughs> and killed him. Yeah. Yes. So this is Maxentius's men executed him against his father's orders. Zosimus says he was taken by a stratagem of Maxentius and immediately executed. So we have two very different stories here. Mm. Yes, both end up with Severus being killed. So he dies. Oh yes, he dies. (laughs) But did Maximian break his word, or did Maxentius? And I think that's an important thing to discuss when we come to rate Maxentius in a future episode. I like the idea that it's Maximian. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's sort of like twisting it slightly. He goes, oh yeah, no, so I'll treat you fairly. All right then. Yeah, by fairly, I mean you You get to choose how you die. I'm more the opposite, I think. Oh, yeah. I think Maximian would have been a man of his word. He's a man of honour. Whereas his pesky son just goes, nah, kill him. That's true. But you know more about Maxentius than I do. Don't forget, Maxentius and Maximian fall out just after this, don't they? Because Maxentius is a bit of a git. Yes, he banishes his own father after this. Okay, yeah, number two. <laughs> yeah. yeah, number two. And Maximian has to run off to yeah, uh, Galerius and apologise. Yeah. In fact, I think Maxentius came just because Maximian sent a message saying, I'm looking after him, we're being fair to him, being nice to him. And Maxentius was like, nah. So there you go, that's Severus's rule. Yeah. Oh. It's a bit more like the ones we used to have in uh, the Crisis, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, kind of yeah. pointless, and if you had not been Emperor, it would have made a difference. No, so let's rate him. Okay. Fightius <laughs> Maximus. Maximus. We know that he led troops, and it would appear that he established himself quite well via the army because he became friends with Galerius. Yeah. So he was probably not useless. However... As emperor. (laughs) Everything we know about him is that he lost. And because of that, he lost his life. To be fair, though, was it his fault? I don't think anyone could have won in those circumstances. He was given his enemy's army to fight his enemy with. Yeah. So that's all we've got. Yeah, um, he's obviously an able general. He was given the position because Diocletian could spot people that were good at their job, so he could do his job. However, as emperor, nah. I'm going to give him one, one because yeah. he rose, <laughs> rose through the ranks. Me yeah. too. That's a two for fighting his Maximus. Approvium crazium. He took his enemy's army with him. <laughs> that was silly, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've literally put nothing in my notes here. I've got nothing whatsoever. I want to give him one for just thinking he could somehow take... <laughs> yeah. I've got to give him one for that, personally. Yeah, Okay. I'm not going to give him any, but that gives him one for a Probium Crasium. Next round. Successes Ultimus! How successful was he? Um, well, in his favour. Good try. A brave effort yeah. there, well done. Thank you. I'll give it a go. Yeah, no, there's, there's just nothing, is there? No. He became Augustus, is, is all I've got, but considering that is the base level thing you need to do to have an episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like it's almost like Quintilus level here. Um, he did he did nothing. 
I did nothing at all, did he? But, um, but we, see, we have to discuss the kind of the uh, like months ago we talked about how five would be the Empire stayed the same, which it did. But he wasn't long enough, and he got killed, so he didn't really have a chance. So the Empire didn't stay the same because of him, though, did it? He wasn't holding the fort. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So, Zero. Yeah, there's there's just no success there whatsoever. He did one thing and he failed it. Yeah. Image of No busts. Yeah. You'll be shocked to learn. Uh, but we've got a couple of coins. <laughs> one is I hesitate to say stylized because I think it's just really bad. <laughs> stylized oh. makes you think that someone put some effort into it. A really really bad coin and another coin that's not too bad. Well, you've gone for the weird eyes. Oh, you've gone for Jack Frostbeard, yeah? Yeah, there you go. Okay, um, no, he looked like that, apparently. Oh, that's so boring. It's got a very square head, look at that. Yes, that's a really bad Flat carving. Nose. Whoever created that, I think, must have been you on the job. But what shape's a head? Rectangular, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. I'll start with a rectangle and I'll move from there. You know how in the UK sometimes you kind of get near local stores that have road signs that have been designed by children? Yes. That. It's a yeah. competition entry from a maybe it was bring kid. your child to work day in the mint that day. <laughs> <laughs> so you do the coin, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, the other coin's not so bad. He looks quite cheerful in the other coin as well, doesn't he? <sighs> kind of. He's got a beard though. Yeah, short beard. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Yeah, it's not pointy. Yeah. Um. No, I'm not feeling that. No. It's he special. looks. He looks sort of like an average person. Um. Three. Two. It's not pathetic, but yeah, all right. Yeah, so that is five. So that is a total of 1.75. Four divided by four is one. Add the extra one divided by four, 0 0.25. That's what I said. Yeah, all good. Yeah. Also, the microphone didn't pick me up correctly. No. <laughs> Temple completed. How long do you think he lasted, then? Three months. You're going to be shocked. It's going to be over a year, isn't it? 18 years. What? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, one year. One year. I mean, slightly generous there. I'm rounding up ever so slightly, but from 306 to 307, it took him... (laughs) From December to January. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it took him a year to get settled as Caesar and then get promoted to Augustus. So all that unpacking took a while. And then got down to Rome and then get to Ravenna. Fair enough. Yeah, so there was a bit of time in there. So that is one year. So through the spreadsheet, that's 0.13. Oh dear. Completo. We haven't had one this low for a while. No, we have not. Um, certainly not had one this low since the end of the crisis. No. Numerian scored lower because Severus 2 gets a score of 4.38. Oh dear. It's it's not what Severus 1 nope. got, is it? It's certainly not. No, it's uh, it's a lot lower. But one thing it does have in common, no genesis up. <laughs> Don't jump the gun. Okay, sorry. Let's find out. Alright. Do they have a certain Genesisar? Now you can say what you just said. <laughs> one thing it has in common with Severus, though. The oh, first yeah. One. yeah. What's that? No Genesisar. Totally agree with you. Yeah. There's certainly nothing, no reason <laughs> to give it to him, is there? It's, uh, it's a shame. We were on a good run. I mean, even Maximian, who didn't get it, was a strong contender. He was interesting. He was interesting. It's it's like going back to the crisis days. That it just, is a little bit. Oh, what, what, what was the point? You know? He feels like more of a, not quite a usurper, but just, yeah, more, more like that, even though he wasn't. 
Yeah, interesting. Just a niggly person. Maxentius yeah. is the usurper, and you really get the feeling yeah. you want to know more about him than I Cerberus. Yeah. That's a good job, because he is coming up. Yes. Yes. It's a good thing about usurping in Rome. The Senate back you, and as soon as the Senate back you, you technically count as an emperor. Yay. So he counts. Yes. Yes. Good. Right, so that's no Gene Caesar this week. And that is the end of our episode. But, a couple of things to mention. So first of all... Another huge thank you to our new members of the Senate. The Senate. Yes. These are our loyal supporters who are helping to help us grow. Helping to help, that's bad. Uh, but you know what I mean. So thank you very much to Duxology. Ooh. Yes. Is that to do with Dux or a D-U-X? D-U-X. Dukes. 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 Daniel J. Reynolds. Yeah, thank nice, you. Nice name. I'm assuming it's Daniel J. Reynolds. It's all one word, unless that's just his first name. Ooh, Daniel J. Reynolds, maybe. Peter D. Peter D, thank you. Incan. Incan, thank you. And Wejoggy. Wejoggy? How would you say that? Wejoggy. Was it W-A-Joggy? Wejoggy. We are sorry. Whoever you are, yeah. thank you for supporting yeah, thank us. thank you very much. <laughs> we really do appreciate it. It's a hard selection of letters yeah, to yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you very much to our supporters. But we have exciting news for you, or our, our Senate. Yes, well, it's not really news. We announced it last week. That's true. But next week, we are releasing our first episode in Roman Republic... Totalis <gasps> Rankium. Oh. And we're doing the big JC himself, Julius Caesar. Um, this is quite interesting for me because I, I, obviously I feel like I know more about the Romans. Yeah. As in M- Roman Empire. But yeah, I don't yeah know, well, you're going to learn all about but, him. It's going to be a long episode, yeah. but it's fine. It's, it's going to be. But it's a special. It's a special, episode. so it's, it's allowed to be a so long episode. So this episode is going to be for our subscribe. This episode will be made purely for our. Patrons who are yes. paying at least a dollar, so you'll have access to this episode. Um, if you'd like to listen to it, please donate. And if you do, it's great because it's going to fund and make our podcast better. Yes. And make a better listening experience for you. Yeah. As Jamie said, all you need to do is pledge one dollar a month and you are part of the Senate, and then you'll have access to our special mini series. Um, and you also get that warm, fuzzy, warm warm glow yeah of course <laughs> three warms yes um and of course you can pledge more if you're feeling very generous if you pledge five dollars a month you get access to the totalis rankium screen backgrounds which are in development at the moment so yep. if you've already signed up don't worry we will send the link to you soon ten dollars a month you get a coin yep and um mike dylan's already posted an image he's received his which is great so thanks mike that was nice that you did that thank you and if you get your coin let us know send us a photograph yes it was nice seeing a, a, a photograph of one they don't get lost in the post yeah it felt real and he no. put his letter on as well to prove that i sent it as well. oh from me rob and jeff yes um 15 a month you get a mug as well yes so that will be winging its way to people who have signed up for yes. that yes okay and also Thank you very much to those people who are reviewing us on iTunes. So, thank you very much to Johnny Kano. Great podcast, very enjoyable, five stars. I tried to describe this podcast to a workmate, and he said, Oh, is it like Horrible Histories? I guess it is, but Jamie and Rob are unique and are great to listen to. The Roman emperors were pretty mental, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> I had a neighbour that was unique. He was called Unique by the people on the street. Oh, yeah. He was arrested. Oh. Mm. Doesn't bode well. 
No. But thank you. Nice review. Thank you very much. Oh, comparison to Horrible Histories. It's nice. That, yeah. Oh, Histories. Yeah. Well done. That is amazing. Okay. Rotten Romans. Uh, this one is from Aussie. There's a little, little grammatical thing with the O, so it'd be easy. I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> uh, making Saturdays great again. Love it. These podcasts are so funny. Thanks, Historia Augusta. I thought I would give up on the crisis Quintilla should totally have Jenny Cesar as an interested person in the Republic, but the episodes are even better now. The speculation levels have gone through the roof. The Latin is ridiculous. Excuse me. <laughs> I beg to differ. Yeah, we researched that long and hard in the pub. And makes me fall about laughing. Pugnatio maxima omnia tempus quid facius est. Bonus Optimus, etc. I'm guessing they're the, the real names of our rounds, are they? P- probably. <laughs> doesn't doesn't sound familiar to me. It doesn't sound like Latin. No. I mean, it doesn't say fighty in the fighty one from no, the start. No, and cr- crazy. Yeah. Uh, and is the best way to start a weekend. P.S. Didius Juliana should totally have got it. It's a Monty Python sketch. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Now, I do regret not giving it to him. But he'd get wiped out in the rounds. So. Oh, he would. He'd get wiped out very quickly. Okay, and then finally, thank you very much for IB Amy B. Makes history fun and entertaining five stars. If you like Rex Factor, you'll love Totalis Rankium. Using the familiar Rex Factor format, Rob and Jamie rank the Roman emperors from Augustus to Augustus up to Constantius at the time of writing, with categories on their fightiness, sanity, success, length of reign, and even their appearance. While Rob gives the facts of each emperor's reign, both he and Jamie add colour commentary and fill in the gaps that history leaves out, with hilarious results such as bubble wrap disease killing troops and emperors, and misbehaving college students and their pranks leading to omens for telling of someone's rise or fall. Also, be sure to stay after the credits for more goodies. Oh, why? What happens after- I have no idea what happens after credits. Yeah. They're really nice. I like them. Yes, okay. Which Thank you so you much. like the most? Um, I think the last one, the Amy, Amy one. The Amy one? Yeah. Oh, That's okay really nice. then. Right, well, Amy, if you're listening, um, send Jamie through Facebook your address and he'll do something. Hopefully send you a coin. <laughs> my <laughs> yes. dance, you know. Yeah, my dance, who knows. Okay, so all that remains to be said is thank you very much for listening and thank you for your support and mm. regular sign-off. Up the Roman... Well, no. Wouldn't... Come on, it's meant to be regular. Oh, it's okay. new. Um... <laughs> Consistent, at least. Yeah. How much for two hamsters? Ooh. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>
brilliant man, Brillus Maximus. Oh, yes. he sounds good. He's good. He's recovered now, you'll be pleased to know. Oh. Yes, he was very ill for a while. He's, uh, what from? Uh, kidney problems. Oh, my God. Yes, uh, it's fine. How, how did he recover? Maximian donated one of his to him, so he, he's fully recovered now. Oh, thank goodness. At least he'll fight well for me. Yes, yes. And then there's Ripper Fred. I put him in charge of training your new recruits. Oh, brilliant. Yes. What's his story? Oh, he doesn't have much of one. He changed his name recently, Ripper Fred. Yes, he used to be called Maximian after his father. He works very closely with old Joe. Ah, yes, and who is his, old Joe? That's, uh, that's Ripper Fred's grandfather. Uh, oh. Yes, it's oh. All, all in the family. <laughs> anyway... Okay, and are these are my bodyguards, I understand. Oh yes, the, the whole troop of bodyguards, yes. They're called Maximian's Loyal Guard. They rename themselves from the Praetorian Guard. Yes, they walk around with, well, they wear masks now of, um, well, Maximian actually. They're just masks of uh, Maximian himself. It's, uh, it might be a bit disconcerting at first when you uh, wake up and just see six Maximians staring at you with their cold, dead eyes. That's... oh dear. Um, well, who's in charge of um, strategy and propaganda? Oh, that's very important, isn't it? Hang yes. on, let, let me check. Um, um, oh yes, got it here. That, oh yes. Well, that, that uh, would be Maximian himself. Oh, oh God. Severus Two. Hello, and welcome to Roman Emperor's Hotelus Rankium. I am Jamie. <laughs> That was enthusiastic. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> and I'm Rob, ranking all the Romans from Augustus to Augustus. And this all is... the Romans? Wow. You know what, I'll say it again. <laughs> and I'm Rob, ranking all of the emperors... <laughs> all the Romans will be quite <laughs> <impressive>. <laughs> The hell of a podcast. Today we're starting with Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Maximus. He lasted three years. <laughs> oh. Didn't really fight, he was a farmer. Well, he's just a baby. They didn't oh, last very long back. That's it would true. just be lots of infant mortality. It would be really depressing. Oh, like two minute episodes. And half is just a minute silence that poor child. Just a roll call of literally all the dead people. This has gone really dark really quickly. I'll say my bit again. Hello <clears> and <throat> welcome to Roman Emperors. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Rob, ranking all of the emperors from Augustus to Augustus, and this is episode 54. Ooh. Severus 2. Yes. It was a case of, oh, there's a bit where... So what? I started looking into it. It's like, oh, Jamie would know what he's talking about here. You could probably just say stuff inside. It's true. Wine was invented in 1932 by Philip Wine. Yeah. Interesting. There are two varieties, red and white. Yes. And if you mix them together... Yep. Yeah. Lovely rosé. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I once went <laughs> to a friend's art gallery opening, which sounds... Very posh, doesn't it? It really wasn't. It was his living room. Um, no, it was a little hired room in the, the, the museum that you could get. Yeah. Mm. Um, the artwork was really good. Okay. And um, I went along and I stood next to the table that had all the free wine on it. <laughs> and I drank quite a bit of red and white wine. Oh. Now, my friend, the artist, just thought this was really funny, but my friend was co-hosting yeah. with another artist 
who obviously got a bit fed up because eventually walked up to me and I was holding a white wine and just yeah. poured some red into it and just said, do you want some rosé as well? <laughs> 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 it was at that point I realised that maybe I'd overstayed my welcome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when, when, you're, when you're peeing in the corner. <laughs> but why else would you go to a gallery opening if it's not for the free wine? <laughs> That's true.